1: That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That, that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy.
0: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 625 brought to you by Harry's. Harry's delivers a close, comfortable shave at a fair price. Go to harrys.com slash ifanboy and claim your free trial set now. And ifanboy listeners just like you... fanboy pick of the week episode 625 my name is Connor Patrick, and he's back from his walkabout my co-host josh flanagan good eye, mate sorry <laughs> you, you, you came back to us josh we didn't know if you would we thought you were
1: going to do some sort of Thelma louise type scenario well I, i'm it was a it was a real struggle to get through books this week i was like i forgot how do you swipe you swipe left is that it <laughs> what I gotta, I gotta pick one. Oh. so uh we're back
0: yay, yay. We are a fanboy. We read a bunch of comics. One of us picks their favorite book. Call it the pick of the week. We talk about that book on the show. We talk about other books of the week, the patron pick. And maybe if we have some time listener mail, it'll be fun. I just realized as I was reading, I didn't prepare patron powers. So that's that's that was the hitch in my voice as I panicked for a second. <laughs> show's fun. It's a review show. Spoiler warning. Here it is. There'll be spoilers on the show. Exercise some caution. Josh.
1: All right, yeah, the pick of the week is Mr. Miracle number seven, and let me just start with saying to everyone out there, listen, I don't want to be doing this either. (laughs) Uh, Like, I started reading it, and I was like, ah, crap. This is totally going to be the pick of the week again, isn't it? And I'm going to have to think of something to say. Everybody else is like, you already picked it. But the way this works is Mm -hmm. the pick of the week is the pick of the week. And then my challenge is to figure out how to talk about that. But the fact is... If I put any other book I read this week up against Mr. Miracle Number Seven, they don't have a yeah. shot. Uh, as far as this goes, now I'm going to go ahead and admit my my slight bias here is that like I don't actually know Tom King all that well, but like he writes with a style that I very much relate to, and the issues and the things that he thinks about, uh, they 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 feel very close to home for me. So you know, basically, what we have here is a difficult birth uh, by two new gods who are on Earth having a new god baby for the first time uh, in history, I believe. Um, on the other side, you have this being uh, drawn, inked, colored and all by Mitch Garrods, who I do know fairly well. Now, I know he's not writing the story, but I know that he also has a recent baby. And there is this line, a recent baby, sorry. <laughs> there is this line where knowing something... About the people involved gives it context that makes it more valuable. And then there's knowing something about the people involved that makes something less valuable. Now, you could know all of these things based on their social media presence, you know, basically right. just by what's going on with their lives and sort of the, the tone of the things that they worked with. But also, if you think about Mitch, you know, he was known largely for doing – You remember everything he did was military – yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? There was it he did, was all he did that image book. Yeah, yep. that we liked. Uh they was and then the Punisher was pretty special ops and then um yep. Sheriff of Babylon. Those were all like military. and this is 180 from that really. Uh in terms For Kirby of Kirby New Gods this is about as, yeah, but, as you but, can get. But also it's very uh personal. It's very small yeah. at the same time. Um so you have, you know, all of these it's quiet, we'll say Panels and and sequences and things like that and and I find that extremely impressive and and also that it works so well. Um, but at the same time, I I know like think Tom has three kids and, and you know Mitch has a new baby and and I've been through this and I've had a lot of challenges with it and everything and so this is speaking to me in the same way that Dennis Hopeless's Spider Woman did uh you know a little while ago and. You know, this is the thing I think about in my life more than anything else because it's it's sort of utmost in my mental priority and, you know, time spent on anything. And so to have a story where someone's writing about at least the beginning of it uh, in this with a, a definite sincerity and a, a, a truth and a um, – an honesty, uh, you know, but also in the context of this really wacky thing that is these are new gods and Barda is seven feet tall and... Well, there's an absurdist quality
0: to this. Yes. Is, this issue especially as they're, you know... Yes. The other... F- the Furies are in the waiting room. Yeah, and, th- and, and that And has to keep going to re- to update them. and So, uh, so that's
1: a really... I, I mean, the, the thing is, if this hadn't had that aspect, I don't think it would have been nearly as strong. Because otherwise, it's just... Confession, or or uh, what is it? Was it on uh, reality shows when you go into the room and you confessional? I guess is what they would call it. Oh, you would be the expert. You used to work. Well, in that shows. I think like on the real world, you know, when they go in the little room yeah. and they tell you, well, you know, so and so has really been a jerk. That's I think that's the confessional. I think that's how, what mm-hmm. they would call it. So, too much of that is not good in the comic book context, where you're forgetting the fact that you are writing a superhero comic book. But right. the fact that they had just in this the Furies in the in the in the waiting room and also. The uh the tension that's going on there with the like she gives him this knife that can only cut new god skin or whatever it is and she's like and this will be the knife that I will kill you with and he's like yeah, yeah I understand and then he gives it back he goes I'm still gonna I'm still gonna kill you with this knife and it there there really is that's a great joke I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a wonderful joke but that's you know juxtaposed against uh, you know what is a really scary. And exciting time, and you're supposed to be really excited, but people don't really talk about the scary part of it, and especially if something starts going wrong, and there's these people who are super capable at the things that they're super capable at. They have been through everything, and this, you know, like, this doesn't feel any less tense than, than one or two issues ago where uh, Scott Free was about to be uh, um, executed, Right. You know, and, and the level of, of significance on both of those events uh, events feels roughly similar. Um, and, and it's just, it was handled really well. And when we talk about, you know, like people who are listening to the show, like you guys are talking about every issue of this book. Well, this is significant because this is a really good comic book at a time when there's a bit of a dearth of those, I think. Yeah. Especially I mean, from this, a mainstream standpoint.
0: This is, this is... Head and sh- this is a head and shoulders book above most other comics. So mm-hmm. there's a reason why we talked about almost every issue of the Vision. We talk about almost every issue of Batman. Now, it's because the way he's making comics right now is so different than everybody else, and it's and it's more appealing.
1: Yeah. No. No. You you don't have kids. You are a, you're not you're no longer a bachelor, but it's not a big thing for you. Did this connect with you on a, any level? Like, I mean, I, as a
0: story, it was enjoyable. As, sure. as I said, I mean, the absurdity of him going back and forth between the the room, you know, where Barda is, and then the Furies and. And, you know, the the importance of the fact that it is the first, I guess the first baby god born on Earth, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I never really thought about that before. And I'm still trying to figure out what the hell is going on here, ultimately. Because of the glitches? As the as the screen glitches out, like an old VHS mm-hmm. tape. And as we get those random Dark Side Is panels, like, you know, it's, there's there's still a larger story here at play that we haven't yeah. figured out as we are seven of, I guess, 12 issues in. um. So there's, a, I, I mean, and the thing is, I mean, these are great characters, Mr. Miracle and Big Barter, I've loved since the 80s when they were on the Justice League team with Keith Giffen. Um, but his Scott and Barter are just so terrific and I could just hang out with his Scott all day long. He's like the most, we used to, we used to call like the George, this was like the George Clooney character, right? He's just sort of haggard and tired and mm-hmm. slump-shouldered and this was, the, this was the pre-movie star George Clooney character. Right. And... I just like his Scott, who just doesn't care about any of the new gods' political bullshit. <laughs> you know, he goes out where they—they all yell at him because they're the Furies, and he's just like, "Okay, yeah, I'm going back in the room." And it's just—you know—he was rubbing his face and he, the Mitch Jared stuff. I love the little speed lines that he does to show movement. Uh huh. Um, but it's not traditional speed lines; it's just these little white um, accent lines. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're from the dip. I mean, there's a great panel where he's putting his phone in his pocket, and there's just a little line to show that's happened, and and uh, rubbing his face. There's just a little line by
1: you know to show he moved his hand up. It just yeah. this this book is terrific. The, the, um, there's a couple of sequences in here that I think there's a bit when we're talking about the truth thing. Um, there's a bit here where the monitor start, stops beeping, and they like are like you know is the thing on right and she's like i don't know and then she starts to get worried about it and then you know scott stands up and he's like should i get somebody it like and they don't know the level of panic they should have right um which is a real and like well we're gonna trust these doctors i i don't know what else to do i i'm i mean i relate this shit i relate, i relate to the shit out of this i mean it is, right. um and and it's a really nice and then it comes back and he's like i'm sure it's fine And then they get the doctor and he, and he doesn't really know what to say and he doesn't want to be panicky. He's like the machine thing. It's okay. (laughs) Right? Like there's a, I know this could be bad, but I'm not going to let that get to me. Uh, There's a, there's another bit where basically she's like, I'm hungry or I'm thirsty or whatever. And he's like, and she says, "I I can have crushed ice. And he's like, do you want me to get that panel? Yes. Panel. Okay. Panel. Thanks. And it is so deliberate and it, in a to a less in a less sophisticated world, you think that's that's ter- that's so boring. Why would you do that? but it it works so well for me like I'm eating it up with a spoon. It's, well, it's the rhythm of it, yeah. And um, it just really really making use of the form to set a tone. I mean, we don't want we wouldn't want every comic to be like this, no uh,
0: absolutely. And the industry doesn't want wouldn't want that either. It's just a very, it's a very specific story with a very specific set of characters,
1: yeah. Um,
0: and that's why it works so well. If, if this was every comic, it would be
1: boring. I know when this was announced, I was just like, I don't know. That's what I thought. Was like I don't know, but you know, this has turned out to be uh, such a delight. Like it's really one of those. I don't get excited when a new issue of a lot of things come out. When I get a new one of these, I was like, oh, sweet, and I I can wait on it. You know, like I I put it. I'm like I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna make sure I pay attention to that when I read it. And and that's that's sort of rare for me at this point. So.
0: And uh, naming trying to name the kid was fun too. All the really really aggressive god names <laughs> that, that scott keeps suggesting star razor <laughs> I Ironbreaker. breaker
1: i don't think i knew what was going on with that for a while until i did
0: <laughs> i know i was like what's, what is he t- oh he's trying to figure out the name of the kid that's it I, like, yep. I get it it was good really good really really good and uh you know it'd be interesting i I'll want to see if these guys work together again in a third book and what happens then because yeah. the last you know, the, the Sheriff of B- Babylon was terrific. Um, and they they weren't together on Vision, but the Vision was terrific. It's like every year we get this one strange Tom King uh, series that's, that's really good.
1: Yep. Yeah, and uh, I I, listen, I don't want to keep talking about it either, but I would not be doing my job if I didn't. Yeah, for sure. There we are. So Slots wrapped up. Yeah. Can you explain to me what <laughs> happened in this comic book? <laughs> That's why we're talking about this right now. And I put it in the longer section because I wanted to to make sure that we had time to figure it out. Um,
0: Okay, so (laughs) in the last issue, uh, what's his name?
1: What is his name? Uh, uh, Stanley Dance.
0: Stanley, uh, he he came up with a plan to screw his ex-friend while making a lot of money. Well, first he was going to throw the fight to... To make his friend a lot of money, his ex friend a lot of money, because I guess uh, he 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 was, I guess in in a bad situation, and now he's like, screw that, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this guy, I'm not gonna throw the fight, I'm gonna win, and so he gets juiced up with some stimulant for the for the boxing match, and I really love this sequence in which he's like, you know, it's it's the tide turn moment in the movie where the guy's like, no, I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna win this fight, and he even gets. Some illegal narcotics to help him because he's old. And he gets in the ring with a guy who's a chump. who's He's got way more losses than wins, and he's he's over the hill, too. And we cut to the start of the fight, which we see solely through the faces of his friends. And he just gets just get clocked in one punch, and he's out, and he loses. What I thought that was hilarious. I laughed so hard. What is the – so I like that, too. What is the drug? There
1: was a vaguely, like – or I don't, you
0: see in the, in, he's, he's getting shot in the ass
1: with the... No, yeah, the, I know, but like, what is? Because for a second, it almost felt like if this was if this was a Marvel or DC comic, it'd be like, oh, that's some mutant growth hormone or something. Like, I, I was trying to think about what sort there of stimulant. I would assume. I was trying to think of what um, there is that would. But I don't. I don't. I'm not. Well, I mean, up they on that. shoot
0: horses up with stimulants all the time. Sure. I had a they f- shoot horses up with stimulants all the time, don't they? <laughs> One of my college roommates was. Uh, this family had had a, had a small horse. A horse me, drug pusher. He told me all the time about the horrible stuff that happens in horse racing. But um, uh, and so then he loses the fight, which means his friend made a ton of money. Um, and then it gets a little complicated. He kind of he he sets off the fire alarm in the guy's casino, and the whole place gets flooded. Did you see his shirt? Cooks, yeah, Cook's Plumbing. Yeah. Because uh, he broke the the safety valves that would keep it from flooding, and the entire so the entire water tank floods the entire casino, and they can't shut it be, off, and... and he gets shot.
1: It was a it was a little muddled. It, it, it did feel like, oh shit! It's issue six. Yeah, we have to do everything right now because the rest of it was very measured and quite uh, calm and uneventful, sort of. And then this was just everything happening at once. So I think there was a pacing issue that happened here.
0: Yeah, this might have been an eight-issue series. And it's not often that we, we say this could have used some issue, some room to breathe. Usually there's too much uh, pages, not enough story. But uh, here I think we could have gone eight. Huh? Yeah,
1: Well, or seven. It, or it, does, yeah. it does end kind of abruptly, too. It's like, that's nope, oh, that's it. Now listen, again, we have a bad history with this. Maybe this isn't the last issue, but uh, it says the end at the end, so I think it is. Um, I liked it the way it looked, though. I really liked Dan Panosian's art a lot. Yeah, uh, it is perfect for this.
0: Which, and I think reading it all together, it might make slightly more sense because there was a. I just I was a little bit lost trying to follow the, the different machinations of the plot. I just really loved the boxing sequence in this issue. Yeah, no, was, that was, even, that was even, the, even the double. You got this, kid. I got this. Which you know we. Mm-hmm. We've
1: been railing really against, it. and then the next page, crack yeah, wood. They would say that, though. Oh, for sure. I'm. I'm. That's. That is valid dialogue for these people. So I'm. I just fine love that, that. He, he got hit one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shortest fight I've ever seen.
0: Oh, uh, that was terrific. Um, this is a fun series. As much as it was a little bit confusing, it was a really fun series. I liked reading it. I liked that image. Put a book out that did nothing to do with uh,
1: aliens or. Yeah, I agree with you very much. So, speaking of Dan Panosian's art working somewhere, <laughs> let us then go to the surprise that I felt was Flash number 42, Story by Joshua Williamson, Art by Dan Panosian. Uh, it was
0: funny cuz I, I I opened it up and I didn't really look at the cover cuz I don't normally and then I scroll I was scrolling through and I just cut my the the David Finch um variant cover caught my eye I looked down and I saw Panosian and I scrolled I was like, wait a second. I scrolled back to the front. Mm-hmm. And I scrolled to the end. Yeah, it was Pinotian. It wasn't as
1: um, tight Pinotian as slots. It was a little. It was a little sketchier. A little looser. Well, it's a different uh, team. I was mean, basically like, he was coloring his, himself on the other one. So this one we have hi-fi colors, which is a very different approach than what he'd used in slots. But yeah, there, there was. It was. I don't know, man. I don't I don't I, I love his artwork, his style of everything about it. But this was a weird choice weird choice in general or or it was a weird I choice mean, in general. It was a weird choice in terms of uh, it was in the middle of a story. and it's an right. artist who's a completely different style than the other artist who was doing the story and also the other artists who have been doing the series for sure. I mean and, I mean,
0: that's the big comics problem right now with these goddamn double shipping books is that? The art is just all over the place.
1: Yeah, but it just feels, but it feels like for the most part, you know, like this book, for example, it's been the two guys or three guys sort of going back and forth and they were all of a piece. And this felt like a different thing that I don't.
0: This happened on Green Arrow where they had a guy like Otto Schmidt who had a very distinct style and they would switch to another guy who had a completely different style, you know, issue to issue. And that was really, that's.
1: And also, I, I just don't know if he's a good fit for this type of book for a flash or um, yeah for this specific flash the way that Josh Williamson writes it's Mm. very straightforward comic booky um I don't know it it was strange like I really wanted to be excited about it but I don't think it worked for me
0: there was definitely some panels that did not work I really like the panel with Grodd um and the evil flash girl Mm -hmm. where Grodd is taking up most of the panel Uh, that was a I mean, it's a good gorilla. Yeah. But
1: uh, but it's but he also he looked very different than he did in the last issue. Grodd, like it just is Yeah. Is, it's just different. It, you
0: just you, you just wish that they would all go back to monthly and they would just let these guys do uh, by arcs uh, because I it really, really does throw the that. flow off. It throws the whole flow of of the series off when you just go from art style to art style.
1: It also just it feels like like did they need notion to do a fill-in issue and that was the guy they... I kind of feel
0: like maybe be- only because if you look at this book next to Slots, the it, it's a much looser sure. art style and almost, I mean, I I always hate when people like us will say, oh, this looks rushed, because I don't have any idea how long right. it took, but it just, it it's undeniable that the style is looser. And so I want, I, it just makes you wonder if he could like, oh shit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but, but at the same time, doings? like, like, it's a weird choice. Like, it's a weird choice, though, for this book. Like, I don't. I yeah, mean, I don't
0: get speed from his art. I don't get, um, in the way, same way you get it from Jay Domenico, right? Uh, or, uh, of the other people who've been drawing the book. He, he's, he's like a guy you want drawing Batman or Green Arrow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not guys who move around and crackle with the lightning.
1: Yeah, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of standing. It reminds me like when, uh, Remita. Remita, yeah. It, I mean, absolutely reminds me of Remita. In fact, this looks more like Remita than it sort of does Panosian, which is weird. But it reminds me of like when Remita first did, I think it was Avengers. And yep. there was just like a bunch of dudes standing around talking. And I was like, this is not what Remita's for. That's the best use of Remita. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I really wanted to like it. And I was really kind of was happy to see that name on there. And it, it just didn't click story was fine it was good i i I think he would be great as a regular artist in a
0: different book uh, yeah uh dc yeah it would be it would be good to get a guy like panosian at dc is what i'm saying because absolutely so Um, much of their art style is this really similar um house style which is really kind of boring at least his work isn't boring
1: i mean i i i absolutely applaud them putting him on the book like i'm this it's not a complaint in that i just totally was it was off i thought
0: uh, what was not off was the west craig art and deadly class 32 Oof. um Oof. we're back after a little bit of a break which is always a little bit tough just to remember what what's going on but the thing with deadly class is all you have to remember is everyone's just trying to kill each other all the time <laughs> so it didn't take me that long to get back up to speed but man this was like west craig took every minute of that break And used it on this issue because this was just, this was just, there was a a lot of crazy uh, pages in here, including the one where they, they're going down the staircase. It's that full page shot, uh, full page panel where they're, they're, they're shooting at the Yakuza as they go down the staircase. And that was just a credible panel and the double page spread of them jumping down, which is very much like uh, uh, Jeff Darrow Darrow, or, uh, you know, 80s Frank Miller page.
1: Yeah. And every page uh that has panels on it is canted slightly or even tilted in perspective. Yeah. Uh, most and and that just really gives it this sense of uh you know, movement and also just just imbalance, not in a bad way. And then the last page is like basically the fight's over, they're calm and we're back to normal and so all of a sudden the the panels are straightened up again. And we're back to just a straight, you know, perpendicular grid. Um, right. I thought was interesting, and all, there's also there's a bit where uh, it's a two page spread where they're I, I don't remember anyone's, the Vietnamese kid and I guess is it Saya I don't know she's in the bikini yeah and they're pulling like a group of the spiky ninjas across the and and she's breaking the panel border into the next panel it's just yeah. really really beautifully designed.
0: So actually I forgot to, to mention this. So yeah, so in, in addition to the the art feeling very '80s. These yakuza who attack them look exactly like the mutants from *The Dark Knight Returns*. Yep. They have those, blot those like uh, bars across their eyes and What's spiky teeth.
1: What did they say? It's not smash and bash, or but I'm trying to remember what their little.
0: Oh, in the in the, in the *Dark Knight Returns*. Yeah, their little chant. Um, they had a bunch of different weird, like nonsense phrases yeah. they used, but. Uh, it, it just felt like this was a vi- i mean the book takes place in the 80s so obviously that makes sure. sense it just felt like very influenced it's by also, 80s
1: comics you know what what you got to be the strongest influence for for remender i don't know, I don't know how old west craig is but i know that remender grew up in that you know that scene yeah. of comics basically
0: it's just interesting when they when they bust in and they've all got spiked teeth and the the red bars across their eyes i was like wait are we are we in the dark knight returns all of a sudden <laughs> Um, but I really like this issue and this, you know, uh, there was a point where I was like, am I going to keep reading deadly class? But I, I think I did that I too. Feel, I don't feel that way anymore. At the very least, it, it looks
1: terrific all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I looked, I found a page of dark Knight returns slang. It's like oh, yeah. a, 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 dictionary. Uh, don't shiv. I remember that. I'm just reading them. Slice and dice, slicer, dicer. That's what I was thinking of. Slice and dice, They would say slicer, dicers. We slicer, dicers. We don't shiv. (laughs) Basically what I was thinking of. I don't shiv either, to be honest with you. No, ain't nobody.
0: So, Mage the Hero Define number seven. I'm still reading this
1: book. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why. Really? But I like it. Okay, because basically my note about this is that uh, this is actually another one that I really look forward to. And yes, I realize it's also another family book with a slightly older family and a, and a dad who is really, really talented, but just starting to lose his wind a little bit. Um, no, it's not
0: it. Well, what you're I, saying is the current trend in comics, uh, yeah. which is prob- problematic for the audience to write
1: autobiographical middle-aged man stories, is good for you. It works for me right now. But but you also, you have to have the skills to back that up and to sell it. Um but I do. I look. F- I was not an age fan. I actually tried to get into it a few times when I was younger. Um, but I've really been enjoying every issue of this. I feel like he's he's got a unique world, which of course he does. And I feel like there's a voice here that just feels unique. Um I've always been a, a, a fan. I yeah. I've I, I, I never. I I know I've known about him forever and I understand that, but there hasn't been a thing that I've gotten into, but like, this is just, it's just good and it's good in its own way. And, and I love that. Like, those are the things that I want. I want it to be original and I want it to be quality. And I, I just, I look forward to these issues. And, and really like, if I'm, I'm looking at it on the surface, I couldn't tell you what that is. It's pretty basic. Um, but well, he's, he's, he's a cartoonist. Yeah. You know, uh,
0: not in the way that, you know, Alex Robinson or Darwin cook is, but he has his, his style is way more cartoony. than It yep. is Com- comic bookie. I do like that the, his style is just going to live in this particular era and he's not going to make any concessions mm-hmm. to comics. So like, you know, the whole opening sequence in which mage is running around chasing the, the, the magical trail that he's, he's, he's seen, uh, he's, he's just straight up talking to himself the whole time. You know, that's yep. something that comics did, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and it changed to the caption. Uh, well, it, it would have been maybe thought balloons, but now it's caption boxes. But it's just straight-up dialogue balloons as he talks to himself the entire time. And I thought, wow, how delightfully
1: old-fashioned this Well, you know what? I hadn't noticed that directly, but I did notice that like it's a simpler presentation of a comic book than we get now. It's, it's almost quaint in yeah, a way, and I sure. think that's what you're saying, and and again, done well, I find that very attractive, I think that works really, really well for me right now, but it, it just, it has to be done well, and I, I like that it does hearken to an earlier time, and, you know, this is actually, I was, I would go so far as to say I was probably too young to get this when it was happening, or at least I wasn't reading comics at that time, and so it's kind of, I always think it's really cool when, you find something that's been lauded in an earlier era that you're not necessarily very familiar with, but then when it clicks with you and you go, Oh, I, I totally get it. You know, like if, if uh, take pet sounds, for example, like you take an album like that and you're like, everybody's been talking about it. I don't get it. And then you do get it. You're like, Oh, I see. And there's a timeless thing that happens, um, that really makes something special. And, and I just, I, I enjoy the heck out of this. I'm not lost. I know what's going on. I, I get it. No, I'm not lost at all. I, I, the only problem I have with it is I get a little
0: eyes glazy when we spend a lot of time with his nemesis. And they, they talk they, – The they, girls? The, the, the woman with, the, with, the, with her face covered with the hair and yeah. her her minions and they just – they start talking about a lot of demons by name uh-huh. and it's just like I don't
1: – Yeah, know. I get that. Actually, and I I think the art suffers the most with them.
0: But uh, overall, I do enjoy this. So I guess we're about halfway through. I think it's 15 issues this is running. Oh, that's great. This is issue seven. Um, I have the first two trades. I have the trades for the first miniseries, the Mm -hmm. original one. I don't have the trades for the second miniseries, but I do want to go back and read them. Me too. Uh, I'm I'm totally enjoying it without having any back back.
1: Yeah, and that's
0: key. But I think it'll be interesting to go back and read those original ones
1: too. That that next cover is great. (laughs) It is a great cover. Yeah. Um yeah, it's but, been it's uh, been really fun. I'm I'm very glad that this happened. and they're just coming out like clockwork. It's awesome. He's a pro. <laughs> this show is sponsored by Harry's, and you're a customer, I'm a customer. Yep. Here's what I was thinking about. Because we got we got we want to think about what it is we like about Harry's, and here's what I, I realized. I am not suffering any, I think, shave bumps or ingrown hairs. Ooh. Lately, and I've been No using razor burn. It. Yeah, I, I've, it's been cut down drastically. I think that's for two reasons. Uh, one, it's, it, it's a good set of blades. That's, that's, you know, that's the thing you want that to be. Two, I think in the past, a younger me, a me who was paying, let's say, twice as much for razors um, yep. from other brands, was maybe trying to get more life out of them. For sure, than I should have. And the way that Harry's works is, I'm buying a bunch of them for what is to me a, a much more attractive price, uh, and I will I will trade them out. A little sooner than before, when my my flinty New England nature would have said, "No, no, let's <laughs> let's go for another round." And honestly, I I can't remember the last time that like I had like my neck would get those really painful, awful razor bumps. Now, well,
0: you, you know, you're talking about a, an era in which you would just sort of scrape the rusty blade across your face one more time, hopeful hoping it would <laughs> get one more shave out of it. Yep. And uh, it's trying to, it's like trying to shave with a spoon, mm-hmm. as opposed <laughs> to now. I have a very lovely Saturday ritual in which I put a new blade on. And so it's always – Oh, weekly. Um, look, at, look at you. Yeah, I'm I I, weekly because I, I do I, I shave a lot. So I, 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 uh, every Saturday I change my blades and it's nice.
1: That's nice. And, I'm also, ha- I, and, and
0: then you're right. You don't have that problem because the blades yeah. always fresh.
1: Yeah, and that's really good. And, I'm, and also just I want to give them a shout out. Switching to the soft touch plastic handle yes. as opposed to the smooth one, night and day. Night and day. It, it doesn't, doesn't slip. You don't want it. So, uh, Harry's, you should check that out. Uh, Harry stands behind the quality of their blades, and they know that switching razors is not an easy decision, so they created a free trial offer. You claim yours right now by going to harrys.com slash ifanboy. The way this works is they want to deliver you a close, comfortable shave at a fair price. Uh, Harry's founders, just some regular dudes, they were fed up. They didn't want to overpay for expensive razors. We were just talking about that with unnecessary features. Let's not forget the vibrating one. And they knew that really what the important thing is, a great blade, maybe sharp, durable steel that lasts, so that's why they bought the factory that's been making some of the highest quality blades in the world for over 95 years. The company has. They bought it. Now they are making those blades. Uh, By selling directly to you over the internet, uh, Harry's can offer their blades at a price much lower than the leading brand. Just $2 a blade as compared to $4 or more, depending on what urban area you reside around. Um, And If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days, and they are going to give you a full refund. So You can get a $13 value uh, trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You got a weighted ergonomic handle. You have a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. Uh, rich lathering shave gel, and of course, the coveted travel blade cover. Go there now, all the listeners of the show, to Harrys.com/IFanboy, um, and redeem your offer. And of course, let them know that we sent you uh, to help support this show. Yeah, I mean, come on. At this point,
0: what are you waiting for? You get a f- free set. It's, it's a no-brainer. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, no one says you got to keep going, but you're going to like it because it's terrific, and I've never met anyone who has tried Harry's and hasn't kept with it, like, quite the, seriously. So, check it out. Harry's.com slash iFanboy.
1: Are you in love with Doctor Strange Nat, right now?
0: Yes, although, so you've missed the last couple of shows in which I've talked about the frustration I've had with Doctor Strange and the Doctor Strange Damnation miniseries, which are for some bizarre reason, taking place concurrently, but yet so, doesn't feel like they're taking place concurrently and it's been very confusing and um, I just wish that Damnation had been just an arc and they had just done it as one arc in the book.
1: I, I agree with you on that, sort of. um Seems confusing at first, but I have decided that if I don't worry about it and I just read the, <laughs> the two things and they're coming from different angles, I just read them in release order. They, they've they decided to do it for some reason like that. That I, I, thought, I thought, well, geez, didn't the last issue spoil this one? But really, right. Damnation did a thing. And then we came back to this issue, which is Doctor Strange number 387. And we're sort of going backwards a little bit to see something from another angle. And it worked for me. Like we ended up at the same point, and I—I I don't know that that I've decided to not let it bother me because apparently it doesn't bother Marvel.
0: Gabriel Hernandez Walta was the artist on the originally on this on this run with Donny Cates that mm-hmm. I loved so much, and uh, Paul and I or Ryan—I think it was Ryan—talked about Nico Henrishon, who is also really terrific. I still miss Walta, but I've I've now come around on Henrishon doing this arc. No slouch. Henry Sean is really, 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 really terrific and really talented and uh, really good. It's just that I've gotten so used to look at the book in a certain way. It changed.
1: However, um, you know, Henry Sean's great. So. This and just also this, this – I'm sure you guys covered this. But this version of Stephen Strange I think is really successful following everything that happened.
0: I just – Yeah, it's just nice I like to Dr. Strange back, you know? Yeah. And, uh, not be modified in some way and not be, uh, holding an ax and not be, you know, without his powers. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know that sometimes comic companies get that we want to read about these characters. And so when they keep taking them away or taking away their powers or take, or, or, or doing them in a way that I, I guess is more interesting to the people making them, but less interesting to the readers, it's just not as much
1: fun. Uh, it's a fine balance, I think. If they, you know, if if we only got one thing, I don't know that we'd appreciate the other or vice versa. But I, there is definitely something to be said about that with these Marvel characters. Certainly the case with a Captain America or something like this, or in this case, is Stephen Strange. I just I like that Loki
0: keeps coming back. <laughs> God damn it!
1: <laughs> but I also like like oh, it. Great. It works very well. It's it's different than Jason Aaron's run, but it does yeah. match with it. It dovetails it. It's not it has not dropped what happened at all. But it's also not dragging it around like a like a ball and chain. For sure. I mean, it, it, the, the things that happen there are
0: important. They're referenced. You know, the, mm-hmm. the worry that magic goes away, the, that stuff is still, is still important. Um,
1: they both got to tell been, their story.
0: Yeah, this has been a great series. And this, is, this continues to be a great series. Uh, Dry County, number one, story and art by Rich Tommaso. Um He did
1: that book Spy Seal. Was that a p- patron pick? Yes. And I'm curious. I was curious why after that you decided to go in for more. So please continue. Because we didn't really
0: like Spy Seal. Um, It was another one of those anthropomorphic animal stories that I'm not really super into. Uh, But this is just a straight up uh, crime story of people. It's set in Miami in the 80s. And uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. We haven't really gotten into the crime part yet, which is the only criticism I have, it's felt like uh it felt like the first chapter of a long of like a a graphic novel that would be fine but as an issue you want to kind of get more into the meat of it first which is an often often problem we have with image books but uh it's just a down and out cartoonist uh a newspaper cartoonist in Miami who meets a girl who's got a bad boyfriend and uh we'll we'll, we'll go from here but um it i really liked it i really just I, I'm always hungry for these non genre image books and mm-hmm. this is one of them. It's just a straight up eighties Miami crime story. And uh Tomasi's art Tommaso Tomasi was in LA confidential. Uh, also, Tommaso,
1: also he writes and used to edit for DC comics.
0: Yeah, Tomaso's art is, is fun. It's quirky. It yeah. feels like an old, you know, comics with an X from the eighties. Mm-hmm. And uh it's just it's this kind of story and the kind of look of a book you don't see that, that often these days anymore. But uh, I'm looking forward to reading more of it.
1: All right, I will check that out. I, I was like, eh, I think I you like would. Another thing. No, I get it. I, I saw. it. Was,
0: plus, it was vying for for a patron pick, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll check it out again, and then I just did, and it was good.
1: But Tommaso's pretty. Uh, uh, pro- uh, he does a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, like, he. I feel like he's always got something coming out. Pro- pro- prolific. That's the word I was Perfect. looking for. Um, you know. We were talking about books that we look forward to. Yeah. My face lights up every time there's a new action comics, which is every eight minutes, I'm pretty sure. It's
0: interesting. That's an interesting development over the course of these 15 years together.
1: I – isn't it? I mean, there's a couple of things. One, I've decided that, like, I'm really impressed with Dan Jurgens. Also, it's
0: 18 years, but yes.
1: You know, just in general, like, how – his name show sometimes somebody who was, you know, from a couple of generations ago or 20 years ago, that's when their prominence was, will show up in something and you you know, uh, but man, he, I think he's walking a line. He was the biggest,
0: yes, name in comics in the early 90s. Yeah. You know, he did all these Superman books, which were really popular and then he went into justice league, justice league and he you know he came on and it was a big deal when he did a book
1: but also like he was basically like him and his ilk were supplanted when grant morrison did justice league yes i mean so like we, they were literally like that's enough of your kind over one side and then we had the era that we came up in as adults we'll we'll say uh but you know we've got him coming back and it's i don't know like this is i i I just love reading these they're not like amazing they're they're not they're not breaking the mold, but they just do something. And this issue in specific was – it's funny. This cover was a lie. It basically has General Lane like – you think he, he's going to fight Superman with tanks and shit like that.
0: But it wasn't. It was a family It's dinner. a metaphor for his rage, Josh. Yeah. Yep. It, well, so two things. One, DC just did a big event at Southwest, Southwest and they, uh, they had all the Superman people there. And it was really interesting because there was a photo that went out. It was – Frank Miller, he's doing uh, that Black Label book, Superman book. Jim Lee, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, and Dan Jurgens, And it just felt so, you know, a year ago, I would have been like, why the fuck is Dan Jurgens there? Yeah. But it totally makes sense. He and looks good. He, First of all, he looks terrific. Yeah. Second of all, he's he sort of reasserted himself as the prototypical Superman writer. Yeah. Who does it almost better than anybody else. He really does. Secondly, the only criticism I have is... The the opening is when Sam Lane comes to visit Lois and Jonathan, and he, he hasn't visited them yet, and they have an argument about his view of Superman. I was like, okay, I've I've they've had this argument ten times in this series. Yeah, like I I don't need this anymore. But then it turned into a very interesting morality play about the Phantom Zone, in which Superman's like, you know what? Maybe it's cruel to send people to the Phantom Zone, and that was that was interesting.
1: I really like that part. Yeah, and he basically got he put uh Hank Henshaw on some sort of hallucinogen to make him happy.
0: Which one's more immoral? Who can say.
1: But uh um I really like this book. You're right. I mean, it's really good. Yeah. It's it's just it's 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 a superhero comic. In the sense that almost nothing else feels like in the, I guess that it's a good superhero comic, but it's it's very straightforward and it's bombastic and it's you know, it's red and blue and it's fun, it, it, and it and it's and it's been consistent. So,
0: yeah, and I don't know what has changed or if anything did change. Because remember when the new fifty two launched, the books that Jurgens worked on weren't that
1: good. But who knows? Well, yeah, all sorts of reasons could be for that. It, you know, might have been there was editorial constraints that you you were trying to work around, which helped. Which doesn't help. Might have been you know a shift in our attitude, maybe a shift in his you know approach, or a combination of all those things. Right. Um. Uh, my, I, I've I've talked about this the Wildstorm Michael Cray thing a bunch of times and now I'm like a complete convert. Uh, issue number yeah. six came out this week, um, and the only thing that I this was uh, the, basically every week every issue or two he takes down some villainous version of a, of a DC superhero. Um, and the yeah. thing about this one is that they teased that the person uh, for next next issue is going to be John Constantine. <laughs> okay. Who who kind of already is a villain, but he's like he's like a psychopathic uh I think uh therapist in mm. this. And and mm. he, he kills his patients, I guess. Uh so this issue was drawn by Larry Hammer? Uh he did the breakdowns. He did them on the last uh, one too. Alright. So he does the breakdowns, which I, I think is interesting. Like again, it's almost like like we need somebody to do breakdowns. Will we get Larry Hammer? Really? That's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like calling in Ridley Scott cuz you need somebody to do your TV episode like right. okay let's so
0: bring in Larry Hama <laughs> need a guy to do some lighting work. What about Ridley Scott?
1: It's just it's such a weird book and and I and I I like the style of it. I wanted to mention
0: really briefly a book that I think is not on Josh's radar at all but uh, will surprise him. Vampironica, number one, from Archie Comics, is the latest from their Archie horror line. All these books are not connected to each other. They're just horror takes on the different characters, and this is a horror take on Veronica. And the reason why I wanted to mention this to you, Josh, is because the the book is written by Greg and Meg Smallwood and drawn by Greg Smallwood. Oh, wow. And first of all, Greg and Meg, adorable. Yeah. Let's let's just (laughs) all be real here. Um, But... I mean, Jesus, this book looks fantastic. I mean, I don't know how, because the last time we saw Greg Smallwood, wasn't he doing Moon Knight? Moon Knight. I don't know how he ended up doing this, but Jesus. And I don't know how long they're they're doing it. I I assume the carrot was that they get to write it. Mm -hmm. But man, first of all, really good story, interesting story. And uh, just Greg Smallwood's really good. I don't think think I've seen him before because I didn't read that Moon Knight book. Oh, my God. I mean, I didn't read it. I would just look through it. Like he was it, that good. I, I don't ever do that. This is a great story. So it starts off. There's a little uh, pool party happening and uh, Cheryl Blossom's house. And then Veronica shows up. So we flash back to how she shows, she's a vampire. Uh, she wants to go on a date with Archie. Archie's going on a date with Betty. So she decides she's, she's going to go out with Reggie to make Archie jealous. As she's getting ready, she her father's business meeting turns out it was a vampire who killed her parents. The vampire bites her. She runs away after stabbing him gets in a car wreck, drives right to Reggie as he's showing up to go to the date. She flies through the windshield, wakes up, and she's fine because she's a vampire, and uh, it was a really good-looking book, and I'm going to keep reading this because I haven't been reading any other Archie books other than, um, I guess I guess technically I'm reading Afterlife with Archie, although that came out last, in 2016, I think, um, but this is a really good book, and I'm going to keep reading it.
1: Somebody over at Archie knows talent. That's, what, that's all I know. Yeah, for sure. He could be the smart guy who's running it, who who also does no talent. But I, I'm guessing there are other people there, so that's pretty great. Yeah. Star Wars corner time. Great, great. I know, I know you're excited, but these are <laughs> these are things that have to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, they have to be done, and 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 there we are. We're talking about it. This is Charles Soul and and Giuseppe Cam and who uh who's just so great like he's great. This one actually um it touches in parts of the basically it starts with Darth Vader in his pod uh having a fantasy about the end of Revenge of the Sith and instead of him burning up he watches Obi-Wan say all of the dialogue from the movie except then Obi-Wan burns up. Hmm. Which I was I was like this shit's wacky. Um and and basically like this story is about it, it, the time frame is it's when Palpatine takes uh the empire from what was from being an ex- extension of the republic to no no, no, this is an empire, and this is all about what I want I'm the emperor um and this is about the invasion of moncal oh okay so they're they're taking over so like we get to see you know the 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 the, the moncals uh i can't think of what they are. The, the Akbars people are they they're Mon calamari. calamari and then yeah. also the Quaran live there uh, if you mm. can remember uh, squid face uh, yes yes, yes. Um, and and so basically like it's got the Imperial uh, uh, diplomat who's trying to convince the the king of the of the Moncals like to do this and I, it, I it's there's a bureaucracy to it that I love very much. Um, well, one thing's consistent about the show is we that we like bureaucracy. That we like bureaucracy in a familiar fantasy element. For sure, that's key. Like, I want to see that as long as it's done interestingly. And and um, apparently there's some Jedi on Mon Cal who who may or may not be Obi Wan Kenobi who's who's advising them. And
0: and then the, the well, the, the, you would imagine if there's fantasies about Obi Wan
1: that he's going to show up like a like a loaded gun in yep. the first act. So the cover. Or a cake knife. Well, it might be a red herring though. So the cover of the next issue uh is is Darth Vader's head coming out of the water. Um like I'm trying I can't remember what Apocalypse movie. Apocalypse now. Yes, Apocalypse Now, that's exactly what it is, which I think is very funny. <laughs> I think it's extremely funny. That's that's why I brought that up. We can move along. I hope that wasn't too difficult for you.
0: No, it's fine. This that was those are the books we're gonna talk about every week at patreon.com slash iFanboy. That's where the patrons at every level of patronage. Can vote on a book to add to the rundown. This week was a crazy tight race. We had three or four or five books at one point in contention, but in the end, it was Eternity Girl number one, which edged out Vampironica and Dry uh, County number one to be the pick of the week. This is Young Animals' latest book uh, written by uh, Magdalene Visaggio with art by Sunny Lou.
1: And I really like Sunny Lou's art. I also like Sunny Lou's art very much. Um, I don't know what you people have with the young animal that you think that I'm going to like one of them eventually, <laughs> but they're all the same in the same way. It's just – it's like a bunch of Doom Patrol type books that I don't get.
0: And that's the only one I do like of these of these young animals. I Ironically. I like Doom Patrol. Uh, I did not like this issue. However, I did like looking at it because I think Sonny Lewis is one of the best artists in comics. So let's he- do- yeah, go ahead. I just think he, he doesn't draw in a, in a way that anyone else draws, um, a similar way. And he doesn't draw a lot. He did that Dr. Fate book uh-huh. a while back. And then before that, he did the book with uh, Gene, Ye- Gene Yulun Yang, the um, oh. the, uh, the Chinese superhero book. Yep, yep, yep. The t- um, Green Turtle? The Green Turtle. Um, I'm always happy to see a uh, Sunny Liu book because I think he's great. Yep.
1: There was definitely a really fun thing about looking at the storytelling and the design in this, and there were, there were, I mean, there were good things about it. At end of the day, I actually thought it was fairly straightforward. It wasn't just being obtuse for the, you know, sake of being obtuse. I thought um, it's just kind of a, a downer kind of like old Vertigo book, like stereotype book, like of a sad person who can't get what they want. But this book, yeah, yeah, um- yeah.
0: So the story is of a, I think, she, I don't know, I've never heard of this person. I don't know if this is a new character or not. A paternity girl who is in therapy because she keeps trying to kill herself even though she can't because she doesn't breathe, she doesn't bleed, she doesn't you know, nothing will kill her uh, like uh, Groundhog Day. And um, she's in therapy because she can't die because she's and she's depressed because her powers went haywire and hurt a bunch of people in her her organization's building and I just, it was just, you're right, it was just a downer, and I was just like, I don't, I I wish I knew anything about this character to care about her, but I don't.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where we were at on it. Um, Like, I thought it was, it wasn't like, like a lot of these Young Animal books, I don't really know what I'm supposed to grab onto. Um, In this, I knew what I was supposed to grab onto, I just didn't want to. Right. I think. Um, So.
0: I will say that um, Young Animal gets really good artists.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the case. They get really,
0: really good artists. So, at the very least, it'll be interesting to look at.
1: And this is actually a more straightforward Sunny Lou than in previous books. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't bad, but it wasn't for me. I think I thought it was a little... I just felt like I'd read it, and I didn't want to read it the first time. Ratings. 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 Ratings.
0: Uh, Mm. Out of five, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, I'm going to go three also. Because of the art. Yeah, and sticking with it. No. No, me either. All right. So Patreon.com/slash/fanboy. That's where you can make your pick every week on Wednesday and Thursday. I wish also.
1: They'd, I wish they'd picked the Archie book because I read a yes, bunch of the was, other big books that came out this week, and you'll note that they're not on the rundown because I really didn't have anything to say about them. That's okay. Almost Archie, <laughs> almost Veronica, almost Dry County. Either
0: one of those books would have been interesting for you to read. Yeah. So uh, also Patreon.com/slash/fanboy. If you give it a five dollar higher level. You get your own superpower on the show live. Live? Oh, no. Thanks. Uh, First patron of thanking is Patrick A. Ashley. And I'm going to give you two words, Josh. I'm going to take them.
1: Vespa legs. Vespa legs. Vespa legs. Like a Bond girl? So No,
0: no, like. I know. Much like a Transformer, Patrick can convert his legs into a cherry red... 1960s Vespa. Ooh. He's like a Vespa. um, uh, What's that uh, creature that's half man, half horse? Centaur? Centaur.
1: He's like a Vespa Centaur. A Vesptar. So he
0: turns his legs into a Vespa and he just leans forward with his hands to grab the handlebars and he goes. I like that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is what you get when I forget to think of some
1: powers beforehand. That wasn't, that wasn't nothing. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I can tell you as of right now, I'm about to talk. I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so with that, Derek Corto mm-hmm. miraculously always has a high bandwidth, no matter what the connection or location. He's always going to get a good signal. He's going to have at least 100 megs up and down. So he
0: should team up with a guy who always has
1: full bars. It's, yeah. But if, if that guy had a hotspot, they're good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're good. So
0: those two guys are always like, why is everyone complaining? I, don't, I mean, the internet's fast and I can to make phone calls. I don't understand. Yeah. It's totally fine. <laughs> so those guys are the IT team for whatever X-Men team these guys are all
1: on. Oh, sure. You want them there, too. You gotta you gotta submit a ticket to help desk. It's a little tedious of a process, but still. Put it into Jira. All right, Dave Martin. Fuck Jira. Dave Martin. who...
0: <laughs> I don't even know my Jira log. Dave Martin, whose name is very similar to the to my old rock band bass player character name, Dave Martin, um, can turn into a puff of smoke. Is it shaped like Dave Martin? It it, it starts off and then it becomes smoke smoke formed. <laughs>
1: okay i just i wanted that and then he can reconstitute but he okay. just turns into a puff of smoke can he can he is he does he have motility in smoke form no he
0: just kind of he just
1: kind of drifts away so if he's okay wait hold on <laughs> it's not sounding attractive I mean, it's good for no, hiding no, it's tough. if I it's, really, I mean, it's if it's windy the, the tragedy. if yeah. he's windy and he dissipates a great deal does that take him longer to reform
0: yeah, he's got to reconstitute. It takes a while, but he can't. I mean, technically speaking, if he needed to get away and it was windy, he, he would be blown away from the trouble, and then he would just have to reconstitute himself. Huh? No one understands quite how exactly it works, other than huh. Dave itself. Pretty good. But uh, you know, he turns into a smoke, and only occasionally does it happen when he's frightened or startled. He's at he's he's got enough control at this point where he can he can control it. Okay. But uh, if he saw, for instance, Patrick turn into a Vespa Lake for so the first time, he might turn into a puff of smoke as a result.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh! Poof. Exactly. Is there a sound? <laughs> yes. <laughs> P-F-F-T. <laughs> so uh, next up we have Joaquin Luke, who, who has to use his power. It's difficult to use his power for good, to be honest. He could be tempted because he can steal your girlfriend. Oh shit. Yeah, it's uh it's like that guy from Cheers. He's going to steal your girlfriend. Uh, he's like 1971 Don Henley. Yep. He's going to he could I mean, he isn't going to steal your girlfriend. He could. But he could. It if it, it, it a it, it wouldn't take any effort. Uh she'd just be gone. She'd be like I I got to go with Joaquin.
0: So, here's the question. Is okay. it something he 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 consciously does, or do like if he's around
1: your girlfriend, does she start going, Wow, Joaquin? He's kind of, I mean, there's a hint of that, but he has to press it to actually make that the to make her so. Language. I'm saying is, is it a passive or
0: is it an active power?
1: It's 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 active, but it's it's kind of we're gonna go with active then, just okay. because it's you know, like
0: otherwise, he'd be stealing girlfriends wherever he went.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be a problem for
0: him. What really. about wives? Nope, just girlfriends, just girlfriends. <laughs> yes, yeah. what about fiancees? That's still a girlfriend. Okay, wow. that's not All official. Right. So until until you have that license, he can he can, you know, you're in trouble.
1: I'm just you saying, don't invite Joaquin to any parties. <laughs> unless there's a guy there and you don't want them to be together anymore. That's true. That's and true then, that but you, you've also got to think like, how many girlfriends does Joaquin want? There's a he's got to be careful. It's, it's, it's an expensive prospect. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he could, but whoa, I don't need another girlfriend, dude. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, There's only it. so many days in a week. I, I can I mean I can come to the party, but I need to get some shut eye. <laughs> <laughs> I am broke. I've been I've been going to the airport to pick people up all week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Patreon.com slash iFanboy. That's where you can sign up at the five dollar higher level and you can get your superpower on the show. Just like Joaquin, Dave, Derek, and Patrick. Thank you to the <laughs> four of you uh, for doing doing that.
1: I think for no planning that turned out okay.
0: Yeah, pretty good. Maybe we should plan less. That's the lesson here.
1: Uh, so do you do you want to have one of these superpowers? Well, you need to donate at $5 or more a month at the patreon.com slash ifanboy area. Um, but there are also other other reasons to do that. One, you get to vote on that, that patron pick we talked about earlier. And there are other stretch goals. Um, previous ones have included us having T-shirts. Once again, we're going to get to that in a second. Um, but also to have our books Booksplode and talks Talksplode podcast come back. We're going to get to that again. The next stretch goal is a non-comics media podcast. We've been in the area we are for a while. Just saying, I guess you, I guess you don't want it that badly. Everyone <laughs> listening, maybe we'll change it. Which would, I mean, that's what that information would suggest. If we're going to go by data, that it's not their fault; it's our fault. Yeah, for sure. So, I always assume everything's our fault. I, I definitely live my life by that rule, both professionally and personally, and I find it it helps others, not so much me. Right. Um, yeah. You could also go to our Ifanboy T-shirt store, which is aforementioned. Uh, ifanboy.threadless.com. There are six designs uh, there. There's our Ifanboy Lego logo, our Herm shirt, the Pick of the Week podcast, of course, ratings. Uh, if one was Electro shirt, which which my son asked me about, and I went, "Uh, okay." <laughs> how do I explain this? Uh, and then, of course, there's our brand-new design Gdat. To be honest with you, we might have gone too vague on that one.
0: Well, it's a, it's an it's a patriot it's a patron in joke. Yeah. Uh, we didn't expect it to be a top seller. Didn't expect it to be such a low seller.
1: <laughs> but uh, – So here's our goal. Know, it this is our stretch laugh. goal. Can one of you buy one? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, there's there's at least one very rare shirt out there right now. So also real quick to note,
0: if you, uh, we, we mentioned this before, uh, Patron uh, – not Threadless is doing free shipping. So – if you're an early listener to the show, this time the shipping has been extended to the 19th. So if you download the show on Sunday the 18th, you have until 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on the Monday the 19th to order anything from Threadless from our store. Get free shipping, $45 U.S., $80 international, I believe, are the two numbers. I could be wrong. But if you want free shipping, if you've been waiting on that GDAT shirt. i got to get that GDAT shirt. wait and order 10 GDAT shirts for your friends and family and you listen to the show on Saturday, on Sunday when it comes out, you got – about 24 hours to get free shipping from Threadless, so check that out at fanboy.threadless.com. We do have another shirt coming up. We, have, in fact, we're discussing the design this this week, this past yeah. week. it's it's uh, locked.
1: It's locked in concept, and I think uh, I think you kids will I think you kids will enjoy it. You've been asking for it, so I think you'll like it. And finally, if Patreon's not the way to go, you don't want any shirts, but you're like, how do I help these crazy kids out? Um, you can send me a check at Josh Flanagan <laughs> no I'm sorry um, just direct money uh, no you can go to ifambo.com support and you will find a direct donation link to PayPal if that's the way that you want to roll it and you want to help support this thing if this is part of your thing you know every Monday or every Sunday night or whatever it's part of your, your thing and you know just like NPR if, if you, you like the value of it then we urge you to contribute to it um, the same way that we all do to the different things that we want to support and keep going and uh, for those of you who do we thank you very much that's enough of that
0: so let's do at least one email. Scott from West Virginia writes and says, "On the last episode, you mentioned you quit Kirkman's Outcast a long time ago. Just wondering why the hate. Why didn't what didn't you like about it? I just asked because it's one of my favorite books. I was surprised to hear that the art alone makes it a must-buy for me. And uh, do you know why I picked this question?" I think I do. Do you? I think you I'll, do. I'll, I'll let you explain to the listeners.
1: Okay. So just because someone doesn't read something or doesn't like it doesn't mean they hate it. And this kind of vernacular is destroying our society. That was probably stronger <laughs> than what Connor thought I was going to say. But honestly, you can thoughtfully choose not to continue with something not because you don't like it, and certainly not because you hate it. But and and I, and I also I completely recognize that this could just be uh, the way that some people talk, and it doesn't mean the same thing that it does when I when I talk. But it's always bugged me.
0: Um, yeah, no. I, I when this email came in, I, I I thought the same thing. I mean, I because I was when I said that in the show, I I had been reading Outcast. I stopped reading it, and it doesn't mean I hated it. I just it was no. like, I, I'm done with this. I've had enough. I've I've reached. So that happens sometimes. Sometimes you're reading or you're watching a TV show or something, and
1: and yeah, that's, enough. that's yeah, enough. You know what? I, I'm not getting a lot out of this. It's it's you know maybe it's me, maybe it's them or whatever. It's not not that it's bad. Be- Honestly, there, are, like let's let's all accept now because I don't know that we have that there are. Too many good things to consume. All of the good things. Oh, for sure. In in the in the time it took me to say that sentence, nine Netflix series came out, <laughs> three of right. which I would like to watch. For sure. Now there's seven. I have,
0: I have like four shows I'd like to watch right now, but yeah. I don't have forty free hours.
1: No, um, and, and and yeah, you got to pick and choose. So, that being said, the old old man rant par exemplar, I might say. Um, so let's just be clear: two, two reasons. is one. Paul, as a set of the artist on Outcast,
0: terrific. So great good. artist. Um, I'm not a huge horror guy, and so I read Outcast for a while because I like Kirkman, and uh, then after I was like, you know, I don't. I'm fine.
1: I'm good. Yeah, I I'm was fine. pretty much there with you. I, I bet I read it longer than you. I think I only stopped uh, a handful of months ago, and I still like. Yeah, you did. I think I read. I think I made about a, a year. I read it for a while because it's good. It's very good. It, it is really good. However. Um, it did get to this point where like we're just going and I didn't feel like we were going anywhere in particular. And then the, the other half of it is that uh, it was a fucking bummer. It was just <laughs> all gloom and and everything's going horrible and uh, I want less of that lately. I feel
0: like Outcast could have been like 24 issues. I think so too. You know, not every book needs to go on for 10 years.
1: Well, some once books, they, once they just... sorted out what the power was and who the bad guy was – I felt like, okay, have your confrontation, save the people, or don't, or whatever, and, then, and I think that that's it, and, and it didn't happen, it just kept going, like, they moved off to some little enclave somewhere else, and I just got, I got kind of, I was like, that's enough, I'm good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a fine book, there's certainly way worse comics out I'm there. I'm very happy that Paul Azaceta has uh, regular work, instead of him popping up to do a great arc of something here and there. Yes. Do we have time for another one, or what are we doing? Let's do the last one real quick. Daniel sure. from Baltimore. There has been a lot of talk recently regarding Disney buying Fox Studios and what that means for movies. It also had me thinking about what does it mean for the world of comics? Dark Horse has a number of comics based on properties Disney could shortly own, so they would take would they take those comics away like they did with Star Wars? Or could Dark Horse or other indie publishers survive? Would Marvel move to do fewer superhero books and more licensed books? Anyway, I would like to get your thought. That's a big question, but I think there's a couple of really basic things that we can get to in that. Um, why don't you? Well, yeah, you, you know this for sure. One
0: hundred percent. Once those licenses end, those books will end up at Marvel. It's um, what happened with Star Wars, Conan. It, you know, it just that's what that's what's going to happen eventually. Uh, but Dark Horse will probably survive because. They survived the Star Wars thing and Star Wars at the time was – this is a quarter of their revenue of their, those books. And We all thought Dark Horse was done because if you're a company, you lose a quarter of your revenue, most companies go under. But uh, they didn't and they have enough market share and other things. I think, that, I think Dark Horse will – I think I, – I, I, I don't even know what those books he's talking about are.
1: That That, that being said, as an overall trend. If we look at the publishers in comics, um, there's Marvel and DC who have original properties, obviously. They're old and known and whatever. Dark Horse has a little, but it's not a good time for independent publishers who aren't doing licensed work. Boom and IDW, is sort of the next ones after that, and they both largely licensed works, uh, both kids' stuff and adult stuff, um, which I think that on this show we've found largely. Uninteresting, I guess. Like we've we've never really gravitated towards it. I think most of the time when we go, we try one of those licensed things. We're always left feeling sort of ambivalent at best about it. Um, So it's not a. I don't think it's a great time. I think that you're going to see the rich get richer and the strong get stronger, and it's going to continue in that trend uh, unless somebody has a hit and there's some sort of trend that starts that that starts to put that the other way. So I I do find it concerning. I mean I, I don't know. I mean, I
0: guess he's talking about the Buffy books, maybe. I don't know. If, I don't know if Fox actually owns the rights to those or not. Um, they may not. Just because they put the show out doesn't mean they don't necessarily own the rights to the comics.
1: Are there any? They might, they, they might, any, but they don't. Are there any other successful indie original series that you can think of, like well, outside yeah, of the Black? books
0: are successful at Dark Horse. Um, uh, dark. Oh yeah, yeah. And they have uh, obviously Yusaki Yujimbo, and they have Harrow County. They have a bunch of. You know, successful for indie books, books happening there. Yeah.
1: I, what's funny is I don't really know what the numbers are for those, but I'd be willing to say that like the threshold for cancellation is going to keep going down. But also, like these aren't high overhead companies. Nope. You know, there's like four employees. So, um, I
0: my 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 thing is like, okay, if they survive losing Star Wars, they'll survive losing whatever. Yeah. Books that they they're going to lose. Um, uh, but I do think you'll see. I mean. There's been a handful of new companies in the last seven years or so, you know, with uh, Aftershock and Black Mask and Forge and mm-hmm. Lionsfor- Lionsforge and Lionforge.
1: But those are, I mean, they're either like funded by a very oh, large no, company. they all have funding behind them. They're yeah, like or, they're, or they're shoestring, you know, which I don't think is even as successful as it used to be. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I think you might see some smaller companies close, but uh, I don't think Dark Horse is going to be one of them because of this Fox deal. Yep. I mean, I didn't even think about that when when when, when Marvel was bought by Disney. We, every, you know, there were so many things written about Dark Horse, being, you know, being in trouble, and they didn't, they were fine. So, also Marvel licenses out stuff too, like big books. IDW publishes big Marvel collections, and Archie does. Like they just don't the stuff that's not their business model. They just license out to other companies to to, to handle for them. So, um, you know, I think they'll be fine. Well, there you go. Contact at ifanboy.com. That's where you can write in, like Daniel and Scott. Thanks for being uh, writing in and being on the show with us. We're all a big family here.
1: All right, let's bring her home. Uh, the last special edition that I did was the um, Talks Blob with Rob Guillory uh, in February. Also, back then, there was a special edition of, uh, of Black Panther. Have you guys done an animation one since then? No, but we have two in April. Okay. So those are coming up. The next thing to come up will obviously be a book for March. You may be listening to this right now and going, hey, guys, uh, I noticed that March is more than halfway over, to which we would say, that is correct. It is. Um, <clears throat> and and there is there is some question to what – No, to, no. We know what we're going to do. We're we gonna, do? We know what we're going to do. We yeah.
0: do? It's going to be uh, probably the last week of March because that's in two weeks. But we're going to do uh, Green Lantern, Earth One by Karina Becko and Gabriel Hartman. Well, That'll be go. the book explode for March, and then we already have the May book explode ready to go. So this time it'll be
1: it'll be it'll be sooner in the month. We we have the next two ready to go. I mean, you can clearly then expect the July one to be very late. <laughs> yeah, so that I mean, because we have time to plan, so you know how that's gonna yeah. go.
0: So you can look forward to that Green Lantern Earth One discussion. Uh, the, probably the last week of the month, and then uh, in addition to that, if you're a patron and you're listening to this early again. Uh, Our monthly patron hangout, that's where we hang out. Josh and I, sometimes special guests for an hour talking about nonsense Uh, once a month. We do that. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Monday the 19th, that's this Monday. That's maybe even today or yesterday. Uh, is our next
1: Hangout. So you can come check that out. We already have a, a schedule of many, many topics. To so I, if you're not a patron and you're like, well, what does that mean? So I want you to think of that as an extra hour long show that we do in a given month that's pretty free form and really fun. And I'm going to be honest, probably a little more open than we are on here, is my guess, uh, if that's what you're looking for. So if you think that's the thing to put you over the top and you hadn't thought about it, we, I really love doing those shows. They're really fun. Yeah, you don't have to very, listen when they're live. You, you also have access to them later. Yeah, they're casual. Um, mm-hmm we it's not always comics
0: talk but it often is or comics related uh, news or media discussion um,
1: not not so much news
0: not and because it's not
1: <laughs> well if if there's like a big news story yeah i know but uh, like we're it's not we're not talking politics we're not laying comics comics, just news. letting um, people know
0: and uh, since it's not put out on the air and it, it's it's um, private to the patrons and doesn't go out to the public we often are more uh, open Let about me. things that we know about that we can't talk about on the show less circumspect yeah, so there you go. That's happening Monday the 19th, and then, of course, there'll be one next month as well.
1: Okay, so get over to ifanboy.com. You can find all of our shows, all the ones that we talked about, everyone that we've ever done for the last b- billion years. Um, you can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out by liking facebook.com slash ifanboy or following at ifanboy on Twitter. You can follow us individually. I am J.A. Flanagan on Twitter and Instagram, and Connor is C.S. Kilpatrick on Instagram. <laughs>
0: And if you like the show, please leave us a review or a star rating. Even if you don't want to write a review, click on a star rating. That will help people find the show. Uh, we thank you who do that. It's really important for podcasts. It's even not, not just our show, any podcast you listen to, you should leave, us, leave a rating and a review for it. It helps people find it. And even better than that is to introduce people to podcasts who don't listen, who like what you'd like. And you think, hey, here's a podcast you might like. Or if somebody asks you on Twitter, which podcast should I listen to? It always. Makes us happy when everybody mentions our show. So we thank everyone who does that. Helps spread the love and the fanboy word around the world. Until next week, I'm Connor.
1: I'm Josh. I'm back. Uh, You're not going
0: away next week, right?
1: Probably the next three, but then I'll be back. Basically, alternate months, I will do a half a show. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. You're cool with that, right? I, uh, whatever.